Good morning, good evening and good afternoon and happy new year and welcome to this fortnight's instalment of the Ish Plus Six podcast, the podcast series where you could discover your next favourite artist. On today's episode, I am joined by London-based rap artist Blame Steez. Blame Steez is a relatively new artist who has truly shown that he is someone not to sleep on with his most recent release, Can't Sleep Forever, telling you exactly that having banger after banger, hit after hit, and mesmerizing visuals as the icing on this sonically exquisite cake. Please make sure you guys all go check out Blamesties on all platforms, and welcome Blamesties to the Ish Plus Six podcast. Come on, let's go. How's it going, Steez? What's good? What's good? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm chilling, bro. I'm good. That's good, man. Yeah, you're coming to us from um, which part of London? I know you're from London, but um, I never caught which part of London you're from. So um, I'm originally from Luton. I was born in West London, but I did most of my schooling up in Luton. But nowadays, I'll be in North London most, most of my time. Nowadays, North London. So um, grew up in Luton, moved to... Sorry, grew up in, born in West London, grew up in Luton. Now in North London, that's, that's a lot of moving around. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's too much for me. But yeah, it's just glitch. But you know, it's a character building thing. I feel like all of them moving around showed me different aspects of the world and life, and especially like moving from different, moving from in London to out of London to back. It's like you realize that London in itself is its own like ecosystem of life and the shit that goes on in there is unique. Yeah, it's it's, it's cool though. It's good to step out and see what's good outside. You know. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, um, before we get too deep into it, you've seen every single episode of the podcast, obviously. Yep. You know that we always start off with a joke and today is no different. So, um, yeah, let's let's just let, let's get it out of the way before we get into the question questions. I've just checked my home insurance policy and apparently if my blanket is stolen in the middle of the night, I'm not covered. You know, it's a bad joke, but I'm going to laugh because you delivered it. <laughs> Do you, know, you don't need to laugh, fam. It's calm, it's calm, it's calm. Um, before we get into the main questions, I just, um, I'm just i curious as to, like, what you usually go by yourself. Uh, Steez, blame Steez. Uh, what, what do you usually go by? So, to my friends, I'm probably just Steez. But yeah. to a lot of people, they would know me as blame Steez as well. But blame to my Steez. friends, it's usually just Steez, yeah. Um, honestly, I only just uh, drop just because like i there was that um what was it it was that one live a while ago where someone dropped your your gov in the, in oh, the... people were really trying to get me killed out here man <laughs> it's calm man i can bleep it out it's calm honestly i was no nah, i don't i don't mind it i don't mind it <laughs> but yeah let's get into the main questions though uh okay so there's not exact there isn't too much that google actually like <laughs> the top layer of the internet tells me about you. You know what I mean? I'm just curious if you could, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm just curious because, uh, yeah, there's literally nothing about you anyway. <laughs> All right, so I can give you a bit of a backstory. Yeah. Um, so I'm Nigerian. My full name, Alatunji. Um, the name means um, my wealth has come again. So uh, my parents, they wanted me to be rich. We'll see. Um, I really enjoy good food and good company. My younger brother is a chef. I've been psh, spoiled my entire life. I've always had good food around me. Um, 
some of my favorite things to do or listen to music. <laughs> Sounds really cliche, but listen to music. 100. 100%. See my friends because I've been with my people. Um, what else you need to know about me? Um, I love Japanese food. That's pretty, pretty, really cool to know. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I wouldn't know what the internet would need to know, but that's what I would say. Yeah, man, that's sick. And yeah, I do remember you mentioning um, Jollof Rice on your birthday as well, because yeah, it's. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's tough for me because obviously I'm Zimbabwean myself, but Caribbean food is it between African and Caribbean food. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty close. But I think jollof rice just pushes it up that bit higher. You know what I mean? For sure. I would agree. Yeah. But obviously, Caribbeans have like macaroni and cheese and all of that stuff. And it's like, oh, it's, I, I don't know, man. I, it might be worth the diabetes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's definitely worth it. I think it's definitely worth it. Yeah, man. Um, How into like Japanese culture are you? Are you into like, you know, the whole anime thing? You know, the whole... Uh, um, yeah, the... sure. Um... I'm a big anime fan. I love anime. Yeah. Um, my favorite anime, I'm going to be really cliche and probably say something like Naruto, just because I grew up on it. And yeah. it's like my comfort anime. Like when I feel like, mm, let's just watch something that's going to be right, it's going to hit the spot. I'll watch a couple old favorite episodes of Naruto, you know, tuning exam, you know, the war, some of my favorite arcs. I like some of the newer animes as well, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, Chainsaw Man. I'm a big fan of some of the newer stuff as well. Yeah, man, Chainsaw Man has been. I I haven't finished it, but it's crazy. This guy's always trying to touch some tits, fam. I'm nah, for sure. I'm not even caught on myself, so I can't really speak too much. But like, yeah, it's probably yeah that and Jujutsu Kaisen two of my favorite animes from recent times. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not going to lie to you, though. I think, for me personally, I'm more one of those vintage anime people. You know what I mean? Like, this Berserk is probably number one for me. I'm not going to lie to you. It really is. I don't know if you've seen it, um, but the manga gets talk, talk, spoken about a lot by everyone. It's it's up there. I've never seen Berserk, but I will tap in. I'm not going to lie. I need new stuff to watch. So. Berserk is crazy. It only got... It only got one season. I'm. That's the only season that I want to talk about. The re the rest were apparently trash. But you know. Um. Okay. Cool. So you're clearly a guy that cares a lot about like your outward appearance, your aesthetic, all of that. Um. Having a aesthetic that defines yourself. I'm curious as to who your big style inspirations are. Um. As a whole, let's start there. So I would say I draw a lot of style inspiration from cultures and people. So like. If you know me, you know I love to layer pieces. That's like one of my go-to style, like, sort of like, like options. Like you have you have blocking, you know, different coordination styles. I like layering because it, one, you can you can be warm, cozy, comfortable wherever you are. It might take a layer off here and there, but more so, I feel like different materials layer well with each other. You know, layering some level on like a, you know, like a coordinate swell, it's different. And that comes from like the idea of like different armor layers. So like old English, like fashion was very much like that with like three piece suits and things like that. I like looking at history and culture in terms of my style and that's how it usually evolves. 
quite recently i was actually taking a, a deep dive into the old swag era i was looking at snapbacks ymcmb shirts guys were wearing the flannels with the chinos i think like when you look at style it's always about personal appearance and also like perception too so thinking about how am i going to show people what i like not only just wear what i like so i think like your outfit is your first it's your first like inkling of somebody you know it's like before you speak to someone you see their fit so it's like my style is usually just who do i want to be that day and what do i want to show people yeah absolutely man like for instance right now obviously you're going with the whole like sort of i don't want to say monochromatic but it is kind of like you know uh the black hoodie i mean obviously you can't see the bottom half i mean i'm rocking the friggin pajama trousers right now but (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah tell me a little bit about like what like what you were trying to go for today then honestly uh cozy real cozy so like this was just something i threw on um i got just the white or the white tea. if it's even the white tea this is bro, the super mobile <laughs> i got the super mobile tea on i got the chrome hoodie for me unreleased blame studio hat for me look out for that i guess but yeah i just do something casual for me Supermoto is killing me, man. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) If you if you know me, you know I love Supermoto. Like I can't go anywhere without grabbing a moat. Like that's how I tee up for like a show or something. If I go to be somewhere and it's like I'm performing, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a long night. I need to grab that Supermoto from the get go, man. One hundred, man. You see, most people would take like a Red Bull, like a Monster or something like that. Nah, Steve takes the Steve takes the Supermoto. You heard it here first, guys. (laughs) They don't know about this. They don't know about this method, man. I rock with that though. I've been seeing Supermoat merch as well because I saw. I swear they were doing um slides and hoodies and all of that. I, yeah, um, yeah. I messed with it, man. Honestly, I was considering getting some, but it's like I don't know. Yeah, they have some cool. Stuff. I seen they did like a Christmas jumper a little while ago as well. Like they got some cool stuff. I mess with it. It's cool. Mm. Do you know what I was about to ask when you gained an interest in your current aesthetic? But it sounds like your aesthetic is sort of spread across different genres. If I'm understanding correctly. I guess, just when did you gain an in- interest in looking fly, if that makes sense? Okay, yeah. So I've always been into swag. I mean, it's kind of cliche to say it now, but like the name Steez, right? I got that from like when I used to skate a lot, a lot when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Um, I used to skate a lot. And part of skating to me is also like holding yourself in like a skater's outfit well you know having that casual comfortable stylish aesthetic so clothes have always been like a big deal to me um earliest memory of clothes is probably like my birthday or christmas time you know got some money now like the first thing i'm thinking of is that i need to i need to swag out like trying to get a new piece or something i'll be saving up for weeks and weeks and just buy like one pair of jeans or one pair like back then it was i wanted to get true religion jeans so bad like bro i swear if i could die i'll get true religion jeans first like um i used to save up my money get some trees or um some new trainers or whatever and yeah just since a young kid i just felt like clothes are so important and i i never really understood why i liked it until i got older and it is just that personal statement. Like I don't have to speak most of the time. My mouth is closed, but you're yeah, making exactly. a statement. You're making a statement by your by your outfit. Yeah, 
And you mentioned how um, you make a statement by your outfit and how people perceive you just based on, you know, first impressions, what they see first when they see you. Um, that leads me into my next question. You mentioned how, as of recent, um, you recently cut your locks. You used to have locks. Tell me about the reason behind that. What led up to that? What the straw was that broke the camel's back, I guess? All right, so you see with locks, you know, I'll tell you what it was for me. It's a different... I know that locks can be a bit of a touchy subject for some people. Some people, it's a spiritual thing, you know. Some people, it's more, it's more just like a fashionable thing. Yeah. I feel like for me, it was definitely partly um, like a, a spiritual thing, but it was more so just the aesthetic of like having dreads, having locks. But I felt like I was being like shrouded a little bit, being like covered. And I just wanted to change up my my appearance a bit. I was being known as, oh yeah, like I don't even know that guy. I just know him because he's got locks. I just know his locks. I just know him. When I see the back of his head, I know him. And I was like, you know what? I can get with that. But at the same time, you know, like I got some I got some interesting things I want to say. I got some I got some other things I want to talk about other than just my hair. And that's why I wanted to change things up a bit. The only the other part of it was more like. I felt like there was a change in myself. I was balancing appearance and and what I what I thought I was pertaining to be outside of my appearance. And then I just thought to myself, I don't think appearance matters in that 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 vein so much. I think hair is beautiful, but once your hair starts to become somewhat defining, you should ask yourself, is it worth it? That's why I decided to change it. And change my hair up a little bit. And I'm excited for the growth because there's been so many different like viewpoints that have changed now. Like the difference between the way I perceive myself and the way I was perceiving myself when I had locks is completely different. Um, the way you know some people look at me has changed as well. It's led to like a, a change within myself. I also feel like like there was a point when I had locks as well that. Like, I felt like, what was I, what was I growing this hair for again? Like, I didn't really have a plan. Didn't really think about it. Now it's like, I got this egg in my head. <laughs> and I'm ready to hatch. I'm ready to hatch, man. I'm ready to hatch again and go crazy again, man. I'm just ready trying to, to hatch. I'm just trying to change up the aesthetic once again and keep people prepared for the unexpected. And I, uh, I felt like people was genuinely starting to get, like, used to it. And I was like, okay, like... No, nah, we're not doing that. I want people to constantly be in awe, like be ready for something new. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And it's interesting because, yeah, you get people like, um, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but there are a lot of artists out there who are just simply known for holding one aesthetic um, over the entire course of their careers, if we're being real. And... um. It's like they're known that that that's their brand, you know. And if they change it up, if they go with like an afro or something and decide to like comb out their whatever, it's like, who is this person? You know? It's interesting you mentioned about how people um treat you when you've got locks. Cause I know that um I mean the only example that comes to my head right now is like for instance, black women with braids or with an afro or with um 
or if they're wearing wigs or whatever, it's like they get treated differently based on their hairstyle. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I get treated differently when I, if I have my afro out or whatever, but yeah, mm. it's weird. Yeah, but... I'm catching up on you though, bro. Don't worry. When I get my afro, <laughs> I get the get the twist and whatever, man. You're gonna go with the no. Riley Freeman? Is that what it is? <laughs> I want cornrows. Cornrows is my next one. I feel like I would rock a I'd rock cornrows pretty nice. So, or so I've been told. Yeah, we'll see. Cornrows goes hard, to be fair, yeah. I think it's, um, I had cornrows for a little bit, and it was like, this one guy swiped up on my story this one time, he was like, Ish, you are too nice, man. I don't know whether to hug you or be afraid of you when you got cornrows. And I was like, I, <laughs> I was like, hey, fairs, man. <laughs> I hear that, I hear that, to be honest. I feel like, yeah, cornrows is a dangerous game, you feel me? Like, you can really sweep up, really sweep up. Exactly, man, yeah. I suppose we can go back to a statement that you mentioned a little while ago about how you got the name Steez from skateboarding. Um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned in one of your tweets a little while back, I'll just quote it, when people ask me what my name means, I just got a laugh. Uh, talk to me about that. <laughs> okay, yo, I don't know if I can get into specifics for this, but it's a funny, funny story. Yeah. If a few of my friends will a few of my friends will probably tell you if they ask, but um um it's like a long time ago it was just these for me. Like it was just there was no blame Steve's, it was just these. Like since I was probably like 13, 14, um school days, that was the name that people gave me. It wasn't until maybe I was about sixteen, seventeen, them times there, that I was like thought like i kept being blamed for things can't lie it was like scapegoat type of thing yeah like if something will go wrong and it's like someone's gonna say oh it's these it's always you bro (laughs) and and then a couple years later maybe when i was around like 18 19 and time i see me yeah maybe more like 18 i just said yo if everyone wants to keep blaming me then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that I'm gonna blame myself and I hold it blame Steve's. and then between the ages of maybe like 19 and now it's been even more interesting because it's like it's like more of a spiritual slash more of a like personal thing because it's like I tell people if you sit there and blame other people it's not your life anymore you know what I'm saying you gotta hold yourself accountable for all the decisions you make in your life so it's like I blame myself. I, I hold myself to accountable, accountability. I'm so for aware like that. I'm like, yo, if this thing goes left, I'm not going to blame you. I'm going to blame myself for leaving it in incapable hands, which allows for me to, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not too hard on people. I'm, I like to give people empathy and stuff like that. I, I hold most of the blame for things. But I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to do more. But yeah, blame Steve is a funny story, man. It's, everyone was me for a lot of things back in the day 100 man yeah and it's um interesting that you mentioned the whole spiritual thing you've mentioned that a couple of times would you say that you're a um a very spiritual person in that you know you're um sort of in tune with like the it sounds stereotypical but like the universe and like earth as a whole and that kind of thing what do you mean by spiritual when I refer to spirituality, I refer to just like the personal relationship you have with whatever beings or um, whatever spirits you think are real. I feel like there's definitely 
there's definitely something out there. I would like to believe so. I personally believe in Christ, believe in God, believe in that guy that holds me. Spiritually, it can be a personal experience for anybody, but I'm a religious person, believe in God. 100% man, yeah, absolutely. I want to talk a little bit more about your creative process, because obviously, I the visuals behind this recent EP, album EP, what do you call it? Do you would, would you say it's an album or an EP? Technically, I refer to it as a tape, it's a mixtape, but like, I do feel like, professionally and like officially, it's an EP. Yeah, because sonically, mixtapes, they're more just songs that are just put into a thing, whereas... EPs and albums, they're things where they're cohesively, it's got a cohesive structure, you know what I mean? And I feel like this definitely does have a cohesive structure. So that's, I mean, that's what I thought about it as anyways. I but, agree, yeah. I do feel like it does have a structure. I did have a theme in mind, so basically. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to get into the theme a little bit, um, in a little bit. But I want to talk about the visuals for this album, first of all. First of all, that video that you posted, the friggin' um, album cover thing where it like pans around the room with the friggin' Ricks, the friggin' 40F, all of that stuff. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Who did that? Talk to me about that. Um, So that was a collaboration with one of my homies, Tommy, Tommy Blend. Shout out to my boy, Tommy, man. He really hit it with that. Um, He is a 3D animator and digital artist. Um, And we, we basically met up my art plaque one time in the city and then after that we just worked remotely this was during like covid time we really had like fun with designing shirts and other things we just messed around like really was just like trying to learn this thing um after that i said yo we're gonna actually end up doing some cool stuff but i don't know when and then when the tape kind of like was finalized and i was looking for a project Sorry, looking for a cover art for the project. I hit him up because I thought like he would definitely be someone that I would like to work with on this. And he literally hit the nail on the head. I wanted to create an immersive experience. So it's like, Can't Sleep Forever is it's the title of the project. But it's also a statement to like those people watching, you can't sleep forever, like you can't sleep on me forever. And also a statement to myself that I can't sleep forever because I felt like I was sleeping on my own abilities, my own talents. I was sleeping on myself a bit. So I tried to like pick it up with that. And that's why you see in the, in the animation, it's, it pans around the room. It's supposed to be a depiction of my room, um, my essentials, you know, my computer, my studio space, my bed, you know, sleep, the Ricks, sleep somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the Ricks. You know, I need my Ricks. Um, and then, yeah, the clothes, like obviously teed up with 4TF, man. Shout out to Kobe and everybody over there. It's like, it was supposed to show, like, my world and just a pan around. And obviously me on the floor there, lit up, showing, like, I'm lighting stuff up now. I refer to myself as the light. So, yeah, I liked I liked working with him because he really understood the process. And it was just a case of taking on my own, like, ideas and building that, building that together. 100%, man. I do want to talk a little bit more about the creative process, but rather sonically at this point in time. So, you know, um, how the music is made. Do you produce? Do you mix? Do you um, do you mix and master? Do you what's what's the situation like for Blame Steez? So um, I do all my recording 
mixing and mastering at home in my own studio um it's usually just me up until the very end when i want to start maybe like putting things together for a project then i might get a second pair of ears um i might speak to one of my engineers midnight shout midnight he always hooks me up nice with some of the best sounding mixes bro like just just in like just for comparison just for comparison really i have my own sound but he also encapsulates like more of like a, a, a original trap sound so when i want to like get more of a perspective on like what it would sound like in a playlist or in like back to back with another few songs in an ep then i'll hear up midnight or something like that but i do all my recording and mixing mastering myself mainly like and i think that's probably one of my favorite parts about about making music um yeah just i enjoy like working on things and seeing it free to the end from the conception all the way down to execution 100 man and it's it's interesting because you can it's almost like you can tell when someone like when someone oversees it from start to finish you know what i mean because you get a lot of artists who just like i don't know just like take a tight beat from youtube and just like you know freestyle over it for mm-hmm. two minutes and call it a day at that but like with people like i we, we, we won't talk about kanye with people like um like pierre people like um Pierre's the only person who comes to mind right now but you know you can tell that they have like their own like personal connection to these beats that they're that they're rapping over you know these are like mm-hmm. their babies almost so it's... yeah for sure for sure man shout out Pierre man that's my bro 100 um I'm curious as to how you got into music um is this the part that you've always had in mind or did you start off just producing or what was the uh Again, what's the origin story for Blame Steez? Okay, so basically when it came to making music, I started it off as more or less, I don't want to say a joke, but I didn't take it seriously. Like, I feel like everybody like maybe thought about once or twice, like, yo, maybe I should push this music thing. But for me, it was like, I used to freestyle my boy's car. We used to just joke around. I used to go to the studio with some of the guys I was cool with back in school days. We should just, yeah, it was like, it was funny, innit? And it was like, one or two of my friends was like, yo, you're actually kind of good at it. Like, you're better than us, man. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. And they were like, nah, you should take it serious, innit? And I was like, I might do a couple songs here and there. Um, I did drop, like, a couple songs when I was younger. And, yeah, like, Streets was feeling it. It was cool. But, like, I kind of parked it off because I felt like I didn't really know what I wanted to do, like, with music. I was like, I'm just going to make music what exactly at first it was just because my friends wanted to hear my music so i was sending it to my friends but now i have a more of an idea of like where i want to take it so it's like i have an agenda to fulfill um i want to be like an inspiration to like newer artists like people that in the uk don't really see the same amount of like support and stuff like because the the, the vein and genre of music that i make isn't the most popular it will be give it like a year i feel like the underground is growing so vastly it will be but like i want people to see me and see that you can do do it your own way have your own swag have your own sound build your own empire and from there people will gravitate towards you if they if they like that not just like this not just like oh like i mess with him because he's popular type thing 
that that's what I've always wanted to do. But I really just started out because I just I don't know if it was fun or not. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think I missed what genre you said it was. Did you say vein rock? You said I said um the vein of music I make. I wouldn't even oh, know okay. how to categorize my music, but they say I'm underground. I'm telling them I'm going overground. I'm going Eurostar. That they can't box me in, yeah, so 100%. Man, yeah, I mess with that. I mess with that going overground, going euros. That I mess with that. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's a bar right there. You need to use that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, and you know what? That kind of make, leads me on to my next question because, um, I, I don't know if I'd call some of your beats that you um rap over rage beats. But they do sort of have like that kind of, there are elements of that sound, you know what I mean, with the heavy 808s and um, the synths and all of that. I I do want to talk about how um, Rage Beats were a massive thing last year. I'm going to say last year, 2022. It doesn't feel like 2023, but mm. you know what I mean. Um, and like maybe the end of 2021 as well. It's looking like it might be the same for like at least the first half of this year. Maybe maybe after a while, this things will calm down a bit. I don't know. But what do you see taking the the spotlight after this? After the rage beats? Honestly, I don't really know. I feel like it's it's a toss up. We could have like a certain like Jersey beats being like really prevalent, but I feel like it's hard to make make a guess on like what the UK will take to. I know Americans like more trap heavy sounds and that sounds that, you know, go well with dances and things like that. In terms of the UK, I feel like we might get more stripped back rap. I feel like things will come, things might calm down a bit in terms of the sonics of things. Um, I think we might do away with synths and maybe have some more um, natural sounds like keys um, might do with some of the more abrasive sounds and things like that but I don't think we're going to ever lose that heavy trap influence in the UK things like um, like things like um, like Polaris like we have with OG Kemi like sounds like that where we've got more romantic sounding music I feel like that's that might be the space we might enter and then straddling that with trap beats. I feel like that's more that's more likely than Rage continuing into 2023 and onwards. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of people might agree. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. Um, do you, I mean, do you see yourself personally shifting your style? Um, I do. I do see it shifting slightly. Not in the sense of like, it's going to change drastically because I know that the people that listen to me and the people that support my music, they like the way that I rap. But I want to change the delivery of things and give people a bit more to digest. I don't want to just stay in the same sort of conversation of rap. I feel like as an artist, I have more to offer and more to develop into. So I do feel like the sound will, will emulate what I'm doing in my personal life as well. Yeah. Um, and like... yeah, I feel like people will like it as well. Like the stuff I'm working on now, people will like it. Yeah, so like different themes and like, um, I suppose moving away, I mean, you know, some of the defining themes on Can't Sleep Forever I, I saw were, um, you know, like fashion, like high fashion, um, various women and um, I suppose, I suppose you could say ego to an extent as well. 
um i i'm curious as to what themes you see yourself exploring in the future in the future i feel like i want to talk more about well just to be clear we'll never stop talking about swag we'll never stop talking about fashion we'll never stop talking about baddies we'll never stop talking about that because that's like the fabrication of life you feel me getting fly doing what you need to do for me and whatever comes with that but I personally want to start talking more about the optics of life as well. Like, what are you, what is your purpose here? What are you trying to achieve here? And inspiring people to make that leap for whatever it is they want. Because I feel like we can we can be artists, innit? but I feel like more than being an artist, I want to show people that there's so much more to life and there's things that you can do that you may not have even once thought were possible because even some of the stuff I do these days looking at myself like how far have you come bro like yeah it's cool I like it so I'm gonna keep doing that I'm gonna show people what's possible exactly it's crazy it's crazy because like yeah you have to think about this kind of stuff like where you started how you've gotten to where you are now and that kind of thing you know what I mean it's crazy to it's crazy to think about where you could be in the future as well so you've performed live quite a bit as of recent like last week with kemi um other week a, a couple of weeks back before with people like i don't know like nine nova people like that um quick one what's the best thing about performing live what's the worst thing about performing live so i would say the best thing about performing live is seeing the people that listen to my music and i can't even tell you how fun that is to you like when i see people singing my lyrics back to me sometimes even louder than i am singing to them <laughs> that's like top top two not even two and then the other thing i would say is really nice is um i like seeing again i like seeing people put on amazing fits so when people come to the shows and they 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 look so fly i'm like you're the show like you guys look amazing everyone looks good that's one of my favorite parts the worst part about performing um probably like the late nights but you get used to it exactly man it's the late nights it's also as a watcher it's getting tossed about so disrespectfully in these pits i swear to you last year i was at lancy and i was at jpeg mafia those two gigs were some of the most disrespectful gigs i've ever been to in my life I fell over at mm. Lancy and like five people fell on top of me and I really did think I was going to die. I really did think I was going to die. I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> nah, it's calm, man. It's calm. I'm still here. I'm still... <laughs> I, mean, it, I think it's part of the experience as well. Like when you go to like sh- shows, you don't want to just be like in the back being, being all mysterious, you know, being all like, you know, trying to be too cool. Like come get mixed up with the rest of the people because it's memories at the end of the day. Exactly, yeah. I will say, I, I was wearing this exact same do-rag as well. I don't know how, because I was on the floor, but someone snatched it. Do you know how disrespectful that is to get a do-rag snatched off your head? I swear people, to you. People got no shame. People got no shame, bro. <laughs> <I've> been... <laughs> you have to laugh, but I've never felt disrespect like that in my life. I can imagine, bro. You came with a do-rag, you left without it. <laughs> it's not that I left without it, because as I was on my feet, couple seconds later i see this one guy with just like a pissed off look on his face he's just holding up my do-rag in the air just like who does this belong to i'm like yeah that's mine man get that back but yeah 
Nah, I mess with it though. The late nights are a bit peak. But yeah, the whole style thing. I swear to you, I mentioned this in one of my other videos. These East Asians need to be studied on how they put together their outfits. East Asians and also dark-skinned girls as well. Dark-skinned black girls. I swear to you, the way they put together some of these outfits is insane. I don't know how and I don't know why, but it's just they're 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 top two. Yeah, I would agree. I like I like to be around beautiful dark skinned women. Beautiful black women in general, just because they they'll show you a side of swag you never knew existed. And like as a man, your 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 options are limited. So a woman getting fly is completely different. You know, they got skirts, dresses, they got tights, different things that they can do on their bottom up. Then top half, you might have a halter neck, you might have a strapless, they got different types of like the swag is really, really like it's it's got different sides to it. So like you can learn something from them and try and like spin it back on yourself. And I think that's why I like to have I like to be around black women, man. They're like the pioneers of swag for real. Honestly, they really are. It's crazy to see. Like you get people like friggin' Aaliyah, like you know Aaliyah's interlude. I don't know if you know her, but she's Oh yeah, um... yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that before on, on TikTok and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah she not gonna lie she's a freaking pioneer bro with this whole um fishnet pink just everything loud but minimal as well it's great it's it's maximal minimalism if that makes sense i don't know how to how else to put it like, she does it good though she does it she does like again she layers well and like i just think layering is an underrated part of fashion people will be like oh go get this piece and that piece but like how do the pieces sit on top of each other is the most important thing like, she does it nice i like it like, exactly exactly yeah in the next few months then do we i what, what what can we expect new releases new visuals new this new that what can we expect from steez in the next few months when i say next flash few months <laughs> you can expect to see some real dope flash i can't say too much because i don't want to give you give it away but stay really really close to me like keep an eye peeled because I'm going to do some interesting things. I want people to be surprised by the direction I take things in. So I don't want to say too much, but real do flash stuff only, man. 100%, man. We, uh, we, this is such a dumb joke. We get a friggin', uh, I don't know, Trap Christian album or something like that. What can... <laughs> I got a chrome on me, I got a cross on me, don't worry about it. 100%, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nah, that's crazy, man. I do have just one more question for you before I let you go on your way, Steez. Um, yeah. You are heard by, and I ask this question to everyone as well. Um, you are heard by everyone on earth for 10 seconds. What do you say? Everybody on earth. Um, What am I telling everybody today? What am I telling everybody now? Get up and go do that shit. Don't worry about who's doing that, who's doing whatever they're doing. Get up and do that shit. And um, respect everybody, man. Everybody's just trying their best. Yeah, that's probably what I say. That's real, man, honestly. That's real. I <laughs> yeah. mess with that. Because usually people will be like, oh, yeah, check out my, uh, check out, check out my soundcloud, check out my soundcloud. <laughs> no, <laughs> man. No, so, no shameless self-promotion, just... I'll promote, I'll promote love if I could promote anything in the world. I'll promote love. I feel like love and light is what I am. So that's what I will try to show people. Like, yeah, go love somebody. Do that shit, man. 
That's hard, man. Love and light. I mess with that. Cool. Um, you know, I think that's a good place to end off this uh, this episode of the podcast. Listeners of the Ish Plus Six podcast watchers, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you um, subscribe. Steve, tell the, tell the people to subscribe, fam. Maybe they'll listen to you. Subscribe to Ish Plus Six, bro. I told you. Go subscribe. Come on. Listeners, you heard him. You heard the man. All right. Uh, Steve, do you have anything you'd like to say to uh, the to the people before uh, before we end off this episode? Um. Yeah, man. Just stay fly. Real flash it only, bro. Get out there. Mm-hmm. Happy in as well. Tee up. Let's go. Of course. Of course. Listeners, Um, I think that's a good place to end off. Make sure... You go forget forget subscribing actually. Make sure you go check out check out Can't Sleep Forever on all platforms. Spotify, friggin' um Deezer, friggin' Apple Music, everywhere, fam. Friggin' pirate it, don't pirate it. All of that stuff, you know. <laughs> you guys try to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know the vibes. Just go check it out on all platforms, fam. Um my yeah, go check it out. My personal favorite tracks are Dumping out, dance, and authentic. Make sure you guys go check out those tracks in particular. Uh, Steez, thank you for um, appearing on the podcast. Listeners, make sure you uh, stay fly. And I will see you later, alligators.